The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. you're here because you do want to build a more successful business and have an even happier life than you may have right now. And to do that, we need to stay motivated even when times are tough. And you know what? (laughs) That's not always easy, is it? No, I know from personal experience, it's not always easy. And today our guest is going to offer us some important insights into that. And we'll also be talking about three secrets to get more sales and why no really means maybe, so maybe you're hanging up that phone a little too early when you're making those sales calls, and how to stand out from your competition, which we all need to do. The market out there is vast, and so we really do need to set ourselves apart. That's right. Nancy Depsick is a nationally recognized speaker, author, and trainer, and she's worked with major corporations such as Walgreens, Pepsi-Cola, and Subway, just to name a few. Her background as a sales superstar, leader, and business owner has given her secrets to what she calls unshakable success. And she is here to share those secrets with us today. Thank you, Nancy, for being on the Million Dollar Mindset with us today. Hi, Marla. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here because it sounds like you have some fun stuff to share. And uh, I thought we'd start by getting to know you a little bit. So so talk to us about you and, and how you got started in this, what sounds like a really powerful career path. And, uh, you know, fill us in a little bit. Well, thanks so much for asking, Marla. I actually have been an entrepreneur in a lot of different areas in my life. But one of the first businesses I started was back in 2000. At that time, I had a business partner who came to me, and and he says, Nancy, I've got this great idea. He wanted to open a Quiznos sub, (laughs) which, if you knew me, Marla, I can't cook. (laughs) Well, then that's the perfect thing. You don't have to cook to be a Quiznos (laughs) owner. (laughs) But I imagine it had to feel a little bit intimidating. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I thought, well, you know what? How hard could it be to make a sandwich? But I had a lot of experience in advertising and marketing, and after some research, I decided, okay, we're going to go ahead with this, and we're going to open this Quiznos sub. And actually, it was a little bit shaky at the beginning because I now I realize that it takes a lot more to run a business than just knowing how to make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. So at first, I had a lot of customers who were unhappy. They started walking out the door. They weren't getting the service they expected. They, the sandwiches may have been made wrong. And I decided, you know what, I just have to take my business under control. 
and I started tapping into some of my sales techniques that I had learned. And I'm going to tell you one of the biggest changes I made is I learned how to run every aspect of my business so that if somebody called in sick or didn't show up, I could jump in and I could keep my business running smoothly. Smart. Now, this was a small restaurant. It was only about 18 seats in the restaurant, and Quiznos Corporate had uh, projected about $7,000 a week for me to sell on sandwiches. Once I started taking control of my business, I actually sold $24,000 a week in sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And that's because you could step in and fill any seat and also because you could uh, probably coach your employees better if you knew each position and, and what it, you know, what they did. And there's something about knowing you have control and yeah. knowing that if something doesn't go right that day, especially if somebody just doesn't show up, you're not in a panic mode. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's and great, Nancy. And so basically what happens now is those are the techniques that I share with people. Those are the techniques that I share in my workshops that taught me how to find success in my businesses. Wonderful. And so tell us, do you still own this this little quiz notes? No. You know what happened about three years after I had it, unexpectedly, I got an offer on it that was double my, my initial investment. Mm, nice. So I nice. sold it. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Very good. And so so that's probably the foundation for what you have coined unshakable success, right? What more do we need to know about what creates unshakable success? And why do you call it that? Well, I wanted to find a brand for my business. And what I found is that I needed to become aware of the things in my life that nobody could ever take away from me, no matter what came my way, no matter what challenges life brought my way. Now, even though this sounds easy, it was a hard lesson for me to learn. I discovered that things like the love of my family or the support of my friends would be with me forever. But sometimes we take those things for granted and we just don't see them for what they really are. So once you become aware of the things in your life that you know, can never be taken away from you, no matter what comes your way, you will find a confidence in yourself that's going to take you to a new level of success. And that success will be both in your personal and your professional life. Mm, Very good. Very good advice. So give us an example of some of the things that we can look for in our world that nobody can ever take away. For me, what happened is there was a time in my life where things were not the greatest for me. And actually, one of the things that I used was a gratitude list, because sometimes when you're in a a darker place, you don't see the things that are right in front of you. You don't see the things that you do have that you can be grateful for. So I just started writing some things down that helped me through the day, that helped me to understand the important things that were in my life. Mm -hmm. And... Once you recognize those, those things can't be taken away. You can just gain so much confidence and move forward with anything. Right, right. You realize the things that are important to you. And I help, I think that um, writing a gratitude journal or a gratitude list really it helps you to define your values. And those are the things that 
are unshakable. And, and, you know, I always say my audience knows because I say this a lot that when we recognize and adhere to our top values, then, you know, life is just such a better place. And, uh, you know, that's very important. And I know for me, gratitude journaling really helps me to, to do that. And sometimes even I would take the three top things that I was grateful for, put them on a piece of paper, and put them someplace that I could see them every day. Maybe tape them to my mirror, maybe put them on my refrigerator, wherever I would see them every day, just to remind me that these are things that are with me forever. Right, right. And and Nancy, you, you said that at times your life wasn't the greatest. And I know we all have those rough patches in life. And you've managed, obviously, because you've had a very successful career to stay very motivated, even when times are tough. What's your secret? Well, my secret for when times are tough are a little different for business as they are for personal. Sure. For business, I found that being in sales, a lot of times it gets very discouraging to hear people say no over and over and over again. And it's very easy to pull away from that and find something that's easier to do, like maybe turn on the TV set and just watch TV for the afternoon. So I started doing something where I started telling myself, if a customer tells me no, what I really hear is maybe. And I figure out that if someone is telling me no, they just, I just haven't explained my product or my service well enough to them. I haven't listened to them well enough to figure out what their needs are. And so maybe sometimes by hearing maybe, I'm able to figure out new ways to present my product and new way to present my services. So by listening more closely, if you get that opportunity, right? You always have to take the opportunity to listen. In Mm -hmm. sales and in life and in relationships, to me, the key is listening. Yeah, definitely. Even to yourself, you know, because we forget. We forget to listen to that little voice inside of us sometimes, right? And that's, that's just as important, if not more important. Marla, that's a great point. A lot of people don't listen to themselves. They listen to the people that are around them, the people that are telling them certain things. In my careers, a lot of times you have naysayers, and you have people who are telling you, you can't do this, your product isn't good enough, no one's going to buy this from you, and you have to listen to the voice that's inside of you and never, never lose faith in yourself, never lose the belief in yourself that you can do it. Yeah. Do you have any tips for us in, in how to keep that faith, Nancy? How did how did you manage when your life was difficult or more difficult for you to to keep your faith and stay in tune with that voice? You know what? That is an excellent question. And for me, one of the key things for me, I've been blessed with fabulous friends. Mm-hmm. And I had someone that I can call and that I could talk to no matter what was happening. Above all, not only someone I could talk to, but someone who didn't judge me. That is key. Someone who will just listen with an open mind and not pass any judgment whatsoever. So for me, it was my friends. For other people, it may be a parent, a child, a pastor. I don't know who, but you need to find that person who will listen to you and just accept you the way you are. 
Yeah, that's very important. Those those friendships can take us through thick and thin. We're going to be going into a break in just a little bit, Nancy. And when we come back, I'd love to hear about these cold calling techniques that you have for us. And uh, we're going to chat about a little bit about how to stand out from the competition because that's not easy to do nowadays with the Internet. It's just become a very, very uh, competitive environment for most small businesses. So I can't wait to hear your tips on that. This is Marla Tabaka. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life. Through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with award-winning speaker Nancy Dipsick, learning how to achieve unshakable success in both your professional and personal life. Nancy's forthcoming book is called Unshakable Success, The Incredible Power of Hope. And you can learn more about that and about Nancy at her website, which is nancydepsick.com. And it's D as in dog, E, P as in Paul, C-I-K-D-E-P-C-I-K 
www.thrivingmomsdoctor.com. So, so Nancy, we promised our audience that we would talk about three secrets to get more sales, and I can't wait to hear those. So let's go right on into that. Well, the three secrets that I have to get more sales, one I've already talked about where when your customer tells you no, hear the word maybe. That's your opportunity to tell them a different way or show them a different way that your product can help them. So let's let's explore that a little bit more because I I know that a lot of people – a lot of entrepreneurs aren't really salespeople, okay? And, and and playing that role is really difficult. And sometimes under certain scenarios, I can fall into that where I feel pushy or, or what have you. And so so I'm chatting with someone, let's say, and they say, no, you know, this, this isn't the time for coaching or, or coaching isn't for me. Uh, and, and, you know, my inclination would be to say, okay, that can change. And when it does, I'll be here for it. You know, but I'm hearing you say that maybe I should be a little more, um, what, a little more what? (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, I'm I'm going to tell you one of the secrets that I use, and it's going to help you to look at sales a little bit differently. A lot of salespeople, when they do walk into a, a, to to see a customer, to talk to a client, or if you're an entrepreneur and, and you're letting someone know about what your business does, we tend to talk about our business. We tend to talk about what we do and what we have to offer. But the key is to remember there's only one reason that people will buy from you, and that's to solve a problem, to solve their problem. So if you go into a sales call or you want to tell someone about your service, first you have to listen to them to figure out what their problem is. And once you know what that problem is, only then does your sales pitch begin. Only then do you start telling them how your product is going to make their life easier, is going to solve their problem, and then you have to give them time to think about it. We all are anxious, and especially if you're passionate about your product. You want them to have it right away. You know it's going to make their life easier. But people need to think about it. And so... Listen again. The key thing is listening and listen to what else is going on in their life, what else is going on in their business, and then you write down a little note to yourself about when you can contact them again. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, I have been approached a number of times. I'm going to keep challenging you, Nancy, because that's what I do. I've been a, yeah, I've been approached a number of times by people who have a product that and they're representing a um, network marketing product, for instance. And it's rare that I've been approached in such a way that they'll they'll identify or help me to identify a problem wherein my product their product would be useful to me do you have any words of advice for for folks who do that who say let's meet for coffee i can't wait to tell you about my new business you know and and then they don't identify that problem how do you get someone to open up someone across the table to open up and identify a problem that you feel your product can solve well the key is, is asking open-end questions. So, for instance, if I'm going in and I want to talk to someone, I did this just recently. I called up somebody 
that I wanted to talk about my professional speaking and, and the programs that I offer. But the first thing I did is I studied their website. Mm-hmm. I studied their website to find out what it is that they offer to their clients. So when I called them, I had an opening sentence. I could say, I see that you offer such and such programs to your clients, and then just let them talk about it. I asked them questions about their business. What, it is, what is it that you do with your business? What is it that you do for people? How do you help other people? And I listen and I take notes. Or if, again, if I'm across the table from them over coffee, I'll take notes as well. And as I'm listening, and it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you might talk to someone and your product is not a good fit. Right. And at that point, you might just say, this is what I do offer. Do you know anybody else who could use my services? Okay, good. People love to talk about themselves. And... (laughs) They do. You ask them a few open-ended questions, and and you'll find out things about them and their business and what they're looking for. And just pick out key words that you can use to show how your product will fit into what it is they need. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay, so three secrets. We've got the no means maybe, and, and there's only one reason they'll buy, and that is to solve a problem. So we have to listen. And what else? And then if you listen to their problem and show how your product can make their life easier, can solve their problem to make them look better to their clients their, or to whoever it is that they report to, then you are no longer a salesperson. You are their resource. You become their expert. That's how you stand out from the competition. Your competition is in there just trying to sell their product, but now you have solved their problem and you have become their resource. Okay. Very good. Yep, that'll do it. That that uh, especially, you know, when you're selling B2B and uh, you're you're speaking to someone who has a boss and you're helping them to look good to that boss or to their coworkers or to their their clients, uh, that and you become a resource. That is very important indeed. Good. But now that's all great if you know who you're talking to. But some people still rely heavily on cold calling, and so they obviously really don't know the person who's going to pick up the phone at the other end too well or they probably not researched because when you're cold calling you're just picking up the phone and calling hundreds of people um what are some cold calling techniques that you may have for us a lot of people are very intimidated by cold calling and when i first started in sales i was intimidated by cold calling as well but then i had to change my mindset and i had to think about it differently I had to think about when I am making a cold call, I'm not trying to make my sale at that point. I'm just trying to gather facts. My main goal is to start a relationship with this person, so I want to start a conversation with them. If you think about it as, I have to pick up the call, I'm going to make the sale, the person's going to tell me no, you get all freaked out. So instead... Think about it. I'm going to pick up the phone call. This is just a conversation. In the course of conversation, I'm going to connect this 
with this person through some common interests that might come up in the course of conversation. And you're there to start a relationship, not to make a sale. All you really want to do was get an appointment. So talk to them, create that conversation, try to connect with them in some way, and then ask for an appointment. So there's there's a general belief out there that says when you're about to sit down and make cold calls, you really should have a script. How does a script allow you to do that? A script should only be highlights of some basic questions. Again, I really think if you study their website before you call them, if this is a big appointment for you, if this is a potential big client for you, study their website first. And then you can ask them questions that relate to their website. And usually I'll even let them know that I study their website. I'll let them know that I want the extra mile to pull up their website. Study may not be the, the right word, but that I reviewed mm-hmm. their website. Or I will say, I noticed on your website you offer X, Y, Z. And people like that. They like the fact that you've taken the extra time about their website. So as far as the script, you might have some general questions in the script just to help you move forward, but listen to the conversation, listen to the other person, and let the conversation go where they lead it. And, you know, it's important, I think, going in to know that not everyone is going to be your ideal customer, and that a part of a cold call is to, an important part of cold calling, is to really weed out those who are your ideal customer and those who are not. Um, how do you do that? How, do you, how can you kind of get the beginning gist of that in a conversation like this? That is so, so important, is to know when to let go. Mm-hmm. I was not very good at that. I thought everybody was my customer. And I have a lot of people who come to my workshops who will tell me the same thing. They say, everybody's my customer. But you really need to focus on who your true ideal customer is. You can't be all things to all people. Let me go back to my Quiznos restaurant, and I'm just going to give you a little example of what happened there. Okay, before you start that story, Nancy, I just want to tell you we have uh, less than a minute until break, so I'd love to hold off on that because I don't want you interrupted, um, but I'm eager to hear more about that. And when we come back, we're also going to talk about the most valuable technique for closing more sales, which is something that um, can't hurt anybody to hear. So make sure to head over also to my ink column. There's a fun article up there about ADD. A lot of entrepreneurs tend to feel that they have ADD and they're self-diagnosed and there's obviously some danger to giving yourself that label and uh, I interviewed an expert about it and uh, we learned that what you may have is something very, very different. So incinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka, and we'll be back with you after this break.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Helping you achieve unshakable success. We're here today with our guest, Nancy Depsick, and you can learn more about Nancy at her website, nancydepsick.com, D-E-P-C-I-N. I'm sorry, D-E-P-S-C-I-K. I got that right. So, Nancy, just before break, you were going to tell us a Quiznos story uh, in answer to, you know, how we can really stand out and, and making that sale. So go ahead, share that with us. Well, we were talking about how sometimes people think that everyone is their customer and how you really need to identify who your ideal client is. And when I first had my Quiznos, I fell into that trap, and I thought, well, everybody needs to eat, so therefore everybody's my customer. But then as I thought about it more, I realized that in order for my business to be successful, I had to sell thousands of sandwiches a day, not just a few, but thousands. So that's when my focus and my energies, uh, I started focusing on the businesses and the hospitals and the schools in my area. Because I thought that way I could go to them and the entire staff could buy the sandwiches or, more importantly, I could do catering. And so I started focusing on the larger clients rather than the individual ones. The individual clients are still important, but my focus or my ideal client became the large businesses in my area. 
Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, um, you know, one of my pet peeves is when I go to a networking event, or I ask someone to tell me about what they do and who their client is. And I hear words like anyone who, or everybody, or, you know, those words should be abolished from your, your elevator pitch, if you will, because your client is not anyone or everybody. So I agree with you focus on uh, not just one niche area, but, but a couple, especially in the case of retail like that and food, especially. So that was a brilliant, a brilliant technique that you used. Great. So a valuable technique then for closing more sales is what? I'm going to tell you something that sounds so simple, but a lot of <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. They always are simple, right? And that's, I think, why we overlook these moments of brilliance. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of salespeople, entrepreneurs, business owners, just don't ask for the sale. Mm -hmm. You keep wanting to give more information or give more things to your client or try to convince them one more time that, that you are the one that they should be purchasing from. But just ask for the sale. So one technique I've used is that when we come to the end of a meeting, I, and now I've listened to what the problem is, and I've stated how my product could solve the problem, I just repeat this at the end. I don't assume that my client is going to know this or pick up on this. So at the end, I just repeat to them what it is that their problem is, what it is that their challenge is, maybe that's a better word, Mm -hmm. and state how my product can make their life easier. And then another technique is to just go ahead and ask them, uh, is this delivery day convenient for you? Or what day can we start the project? And just assume you've you've already made the sale, that it's closed, and now you're on to the next level, and you say, when can we start? Yep. Yeah, I like that. And I do that, too, in all sincerity, because when I'm sitting with someone who is interested in coaching, and and maybe they don't even know it (laughs) until we start talking, and and you ask a question like that. So when when can we start making these changes? Because I know I can help you. Uh, it, it really drives it home for them. You can always see the look on their face like, wow, you know, there's an answer. There's some hope, and that feels really good. So I say don't be shy about using these techniques because if you believe in your product or your service, then it is going to help these people. And if you're feeling shy about putting that out there, you might examine a, you might examine why, because it could be that you're trying to sell to people that you don't believe you can help or you don't believe it'll make a difference. So really, really get an answer to who is my ideal client. And I believe passion for your product is key. And if you believe in your product, that passion shines through and people want to become a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And and when you are when when the product or service you're selling is you, like many many of our listeners are, you know, we have other coaches and speakers and consultants out there. And sometimes it's really difficult to believe enough in yourself to believe that you do hold the answer to your prospects problems and issues. Do you have any words of advice for us there, Nancy? 
You know what? It's interesting you mentioned that, Marla, because I fell into that as well. And when I first got into speaking, I would think I don't have anything of value to say. And one of the key things that helped me was the response that I got after my workshops or the response I got after my speeches. And when people came up to me and said, I identify with what you said, uh, you, you helped me to look at things differently, and you could see that you've actually helped somebody, you just want to do more of it. Right. Right. And, and for me, and I know that the coaches out there at least will resonate with this. Um, if you take, I don't want to say take away some of the credit, but if you, for me, when I'm coaching someone and those magical words come out, especially when I'm using the, the EFT tapping, the emotional freedom techniques and guiding them through some difficult things with that technique. Um, and those, those magical words come out. I know that those words are coming through me and I don't, I take credit for being receptive. I take credit for being open and for hearing and for knowing how to to phrase what what comes to me. But the ideas are not all mine. Let me just put it that way. And that has really, really helped me to disconnect from ego and disconnect from that fear because I know that that connection is always there and that that I am a conduit. And that's, that's been very helpful for me. That is marvelous. And for me, just doing it, uh, mm-hmm. going out and speaking more, no matter how uh, afraid I might have been in the beginning or how I, I wasn't sure if things were going to be uh, come out, as you were saying, come out the way that I really wanted them to or to be that conduit, you just have to get out there and do it. And the, the words come. They really do. If you care about your audience and you focus on your audience, focus on your client those words just come yeah and that's the key to get the focus off of you and onto your audience when especially when you're speaking to really connect with that audience and and feel that that vibration and what's out there for you yeah and it's the same for your client though too Mm-hmm. I had heard that you know you're at the next level in speaking when you stop thinking about yourself yep. and if you're gonna make a mistake and if you're gonna look good and you start thinking about your audience and connecting with your audience and connecting with whatever it is that they might be going through or whatever help they may need. And it's the same with your client. You, you, you talked earlier about a script for cold calling. I don't know. I don't use a script because mm-hmm. it's, the cold calling technique isn't about me. It's about listening to my client. Right. Right. I'm the same way. And I'm the same way when I'm when I'm preparing my speeches, I have my bulleted points and I know what information I want to cover, but I don't I don't have a speech written verbatim. And uh, personally, I find that you can really tell when someone has a speech written verbatim and they work really, really hard to stick to it. And those are not effective speeches in, in, in my in my world. Um, so you're right. Learning to totally come from the heart and totally get outside of yourself, get around that fear of making mistakes. Because you know what? Personally, I think that mistakes can be endearing if you handle them right. You're right. You're right. You're human. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It humanizes us. And everybody likes to know that they're learning from another human who who's not infallible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. So, 
So now we've, you know, we've listened, we've asked questions, we have asked for the sale, uh, we've really connected at a a deeper level with our prospect. Follow-up is critical. I mean, that's just really key. Talk to us about what kind of follow-up you used. I believe that there are two kinds of follow-up, and you used the best word for it. You said follow-up is key. Because without follow-up, we're all just wasting our time. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I think the first kind of follow-up is before you've even made the sale. So like you just said, once you've contacted them, you know how your product will make them look better, how your, your product will satisfy their needs, don't stop calling them back after the third or fourth time. Right. And Find creative ways to keep your name in front of them. It's not just a phone call. Again, with my Quiznos, when I would take and sample sandwiches for a business to try, I would also leave behind my plastic cups or my menus or coupons or anything with my name on it. Mm-hmm. So every time they walked into their kitchen or their staff room, there was my name as a subtle reminder that, oh, if I'm hungry now, there's a Quiznos menu. Yeah. And find a creative way to keep your name in front of your customer. So not only are you just calling them back or sending them an email or however you connect with them, they're also seeing your name in another way. So think about your customer and how you can keep your name in front of them. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, to remember, especially if you're in a service-based business, um, to send people on your prospect list information. If you're reading an article or a blog or or something that you think may have been maybe of interest to them just to let them know that you're thinking of them or you know a lot of times somebody will just pop into my head and I'll sit right down and I will email them and I'll say you know Joanne you just came to mind for me and I'm wondering how you're doing just wanting to let you know that I'm thinking of you and that means a lot to people and you get a wonderful response to that kind of follow-up too that is perfect for building the relationship because Mm -hmm. every time you contact somebody, it should not be, hey, here's my product, do you want to buy it? No way. Developing Mm -hmm. that relationship is exactly what you said. Once you find out what their interests are or what their profession is, just sending them a little something that said exactly what you just said. Hey, here's this, I was thinking of you, and that's it. That's it, and here we go into our final break. We'll be back with you in a second. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time 
as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And it's always so much fun to hear from you via social media or email. I get get lots of information from my listeners, and I really love that. So make sure to follow me, Marla Tabaka, on Twitter and on Facebook. And join me here next week with business and marketing strategist, Susan Berencini Mo. And Susan is the author of a book I'm enjoying quite a lot. You know, every time I pick up this book, I say, dang, I could have written this. So we seem to think so much alike. I love it. And that book is called Business in Blue Jeans. And Susan also holds a, holds a master's in psychology. And she'll be using that master's on our show next week because we're going to be talking about getting rid of the brain junk that stands between you and it, that dream, that wish, that achievement, and about marketing and branding your business in a really powerful way. So make sure and tune in, of course, same time, same place next week. And this week, we're here with Nancy Depsick. And Nancy, you have an exciting half-day workshop coming up. So before we get into our next topics. I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about that. Uh, thanks for asking, Marla. Yes, on Tuesday, September 17th, I'm hosting a half-day workshop in Wheaton, Illinois. It's going to be at the Illinois Institute of Technology. And, well, first of all, I limit the workshop to only 20 people. And that guarantees me that I can give individualized attention to everyone who attends. And what we talk about is the different techniques that I've uncovered along the way that have helped to make my business successful, and I help everyone specifically with their business. So I don't just talk about who my target market was when I've owned my businesses. We talk to them about what your business is, and help, I help them to think out of the box as to finding and identifying their target market. We talk about how to ask the right questions to uncover the problem so that you can make the sale. We talk about different ways to close the sale. And depending upon the business, these the answers are different right. for everybody. Yep. 
Yeah, very much so. So that that one to one time is so important. And, uh, you know, they can certainly get that at this conference. So where where will our listeners find more information on it? They can go to my website at nancydepsick.com. And on the home page, uh, there is a link on the bottom of the home page that will take you right to the form. It will tell you a little more information on it. They can always email me and call me for more information, or they can uh, submit the form. And like I said, I, I am limiting it to 20 because I found that if I have more people, it, uh, I, 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 it just doesn't get the indivi- mm-hmm. individualized attention that I would like. Yeah, yikes, that's going to fill up really fast. So if you're going to be in the Chicago area, Wheaton is a suburb of Chicago, about 30 miles outside of Chicago. So that would be a great way to spend your morning with Nancy. So make sure and visit her website, nancydepsick, D-E-P-C-I-K dot com. Very cool. That's exciting, Nancy. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I love doing those live events too. They're just it's so much fun to connect with our audience like that. That's fabulous. One of the things that I always say to my entrepreneurs and coaching, Nancy, even the solopreneurs, because a lot of people have a, a misconception about what a solopreneur really is it doesn't mean that you do it all by yourself it doesn't mean that and so we have to build our dream teams right so talk to us a little bit about what you believe a dream team is in our business i believe one of the hardest parts to building your dream team is to first acknowledge exactly what you said you can't do it all yeah, we, women, women, especially ladies, you're guilty. Yeah, <laughs> we think we're super mom. We think we're super women. We want to do it all. So you're right. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's perfect. That's perfect because we do think, first of all, that we can do it better than anybody else, which is probably true. But once you acknowledge you can't do it all, you take a look at what some of your weaker points are acknowledge them, accept them, and then find the right people to help you with those weaknesses so you can focus on your strengths. Mm -hmm. So let's say technology now, let's say you're a little bit uh, weaker in the technology area. Find somebody to help you with things like your website or or LinkedIn or whatever is going to work best for your business. What that does is that frees up your time so you can focus on your strengths. And one of the things you must be focusing on, no matter what your business is, you have to focus on getting more business. Because if you're not getting more business, you're not going to stay in business. Right. Yep. And, and to, I think it's important in most businesses, maybe not all, but where you personally are an important front to your business, I think it's important that we spend time branding ourselves. And even, even let's say, realtors. I remember some years ago there was a realtor in our area whose signs were on every house that went up for sale. And he used to bring, on holidays, he used to drop off little things like miniature pound cakes that were homemade and a little note. Or, you know, he'd leave newsletters, quarterly newsletters on our doors with a personal, hey, Marla, you know. And he worked so hard 
hard at branding himself that if I were to sell my house back in those days, definitely he would have been the one I called. And obviously most people did. And if you're tied up in your business, you're not out there branding yourself. Right. And that happened to me at first with my restaurant, too. I got so caught up with running my business, I couldn't get out to market it. And that was a huge mistake. And what this realtor just did that you mentioned earlier is what we talked about uh, previously on the radio show, where find a way to keep your name in front of people. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask you to sign the contract to sell Never. your house. He just said, here I am. Yep. Never knocked on my door, never did anything intrusive. And uh, it was just, it, it was kind of nice to know that there was somebody out there who was an expert in my neighborhood. And I think that's what it takes with a realtor. I wouldn't choose someone who lives 20 miles away and has never sold sold a house in my neighborhood. So it was, it was great branding. So that dream team is important. And yeah, even if you're a solopreneur, uh, get out there and find those those contractors who can do the work for you. Don't try and spend hours fiddling around in Photoshop to, to, to create a logo for crying out loud, you know, or to do your own menus or anything like that. So that's great. Good. And the, the key with that too, Marla, is to hire the, the right people and to interview people and to uh, hire the right ones, not necessarily the one who happens to be more affordable but right. look at their credentials, look at what else they've done, talk to the people they've helped, and hire the right people. Yeah, that is that is critical to the success. And I always say to ask questions um, that go beyond questioning their skill set and, and the, the typical questions of, tell us the most difficult scenario you ever encountered <laughs> and <laughs> how you overcame it. Oh, good Lord, have a conversation. Get to know the people. <laughs> and maybe what one of the key things you should thinking about be thinking about is do they listen to you? Yes. Because they cannot complete your project to your satisfaction unless they know what your needs are. Yep, very much so. And and, and to do that, you know, I, I know we're getting a little off topic, but this is important. I always recommend to my clients that they give the, the job applicant some homework and they give them very detailed instructions and see how well they listen. And I'll, I'll give, an, I'll give uh, an example of that. I have some chiropractic clients who hire marketing people to go out to different expos and such and to talk to people about, you know, this, the state of their, of their spinal health and such. And so there's, there's a script that goes along with the, the initial part of that that meeting of people and I say to them give them that script and have them memorize it and come back next week and pitch you and see how well they do and oh the things that people have come back with I mean variations on the script that were quite creative (laughs) you want to steer away from that so so definitely give people homework another client uh, has has their prospects sell them a basket even though their business has nothing to do with baskets and uh, just to see how convincing they are so that's important that's a brilliant idea I love that and if someone isn't willing to do that for you then maybe you need to say next. Yeah. Take a look it's, at the next person. 
especially if you're in, you know, a sales and marketing position that you're hiring for. Well, Nancy, this has been delightful. I want to thank you for being on the Million Dollar Mindset and sharing all of your info and wonderful expertise. And uh, yeah, make sure that you check out Unshakable Success, How to Get More Business, which is on September 17th from 8.30 to noon in Wheaton, not far from Chicago. And you'll learn more about that at nancydepsick.com. Nancy, any final words of wisdom for our audience? You know what? If I could sum up sales or marketing in one word, we've said it over and over and over again today, that one word would be listen. Yeah. Because at the heart of any sales is, is understanding your client's needs. And remember, it's not about you. It's about them. Very true. Thank you, Nancy. That that Those are words we can remember. And everyone listening out there, hey, if you're in the Chicago area at the time of Nancy's event, you'll be here hopefully on September 20th for my event. So check out MakeItHappenLive.com. MakeItHappenLive.com. It's a full-day event for women who have a dream and, and have something standing between you and it. And so I always say take a look at your goals and how long you've had them. And if they aren't happening, then you're in your own way. And Make It Happen is about getting out of your own way and creating a plan for success right there at the event that you'll take with you so that you have an action plan and the resources to make it happen. So check that out at makeithappenlive.com. And make sure to join us next week. I'm really looking forward to speaking with Susan Berencini Mo and uh, talking about her her book, Business in Blue Jeans. Just be yourself out there as a business owner. And uh, the three-piece suit just doesn't seem to be necessary anymore. So really looking forward to that conversation. And please head on over to Inc. and check out the article that's up and the article that should go up by tomorrow, which I hope you'll find fun as well. This is Marla Tabaka. Please follow me on Twitter at Marla Tabaka. And my website is Marla Tabaka. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 